Well, New Year's Eve, it's a funny kind of time. It's a, it's a mixture of, in reality, life and death. Because part of what we're doing is we're looking back in the last year and celebrating that, but we're also hopefully looking to the next year, but at the same time, knowing, well, that's another year down. I'm getting closer to when my years run out. And I hope it won't happen this year. So it's this strange kind of mix, isn't it? Uh, Sadly, one thing that all people, not in this room, but throughout the whole world have in common is death. Yes, it's a very cheery start, isn't it? Uh, Bear with me. But this this is why. This is why people work so hard to avoid death, to try and avoid it. Whether that by, you know, convincing themselves they're going to try and beat it or setting up these elaborate lies about how it is that they'll keep going or, you know, that, you know, they can keep living and living. Uh, It's a little bit like Bill Stanley, um, American guy. Uh, This is Bill. He's riding his Harley. Thing is, at this point, Bill's dead. Uh, This is back in 2014. At the age of 82, he passed away. He got himself embalmed and then mounted on his Harley Davidson for his very last ride, uh, which I don't think he really particularly enjoyed. Bill had bought three plots next to one another so that he could have this specially specially made case lowered in and buried him and his precious Harley. Now, we may not all go to those extreme measures to try and avoid death, but if we live without hope, we're going to try and avoid it. The thing is, hope doesn't come to us that way. In fact, trying to either beat it or uh, bring up these elaborate lies, that will actually mean we'll miss out on hope. Because as we're hearing today, whether it's the new year or for eternity, hope, we can have hope because God, and God alone has the power to raise the dead. We can have hope because God has the power to raise the dead. That's what we're hearing about this morning. So let's pray that we'd hear God speak to us. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for 2021. And we pray that in 2022, each one of us would truly live, that we would be alive with Christ. Help us to know that real hope that you offer, even in the face of death. Amen. As we come to John 11, as we had read out for us, what we see there is that hope is found through Jesus defeating death. It's Jesus defeating death there. Uh, In the story, we read about how Jesus arrives at a funeral, the funeral of his good friend Lazarus. And it's almost like we're meant to get the sense that as soon as he gets there, Martha is in his face. And kind of understandably, have a look with me, John 11, verse 21. She says to Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. I 
I can't decide. Is this a sense of almost anger and frustration? What took you so long? And also just a sense of despair of what could have been if only you had been here. But whatever the emotion, what we can see is Martha kind of echoes our own thoughts outside of Jesus, and that is we are absolutely helpless before death. Isn't it interesting to see the way that Martha knows Jesus has power. If you'd been here, if he'd still had a pulse, you could have made him well, but now death, death has defeated him. This is the cry for help of every single human being before death. A couple of Christmases ago now, a young girl named Florence, you can see her in the picture. Florence is a six-year-old English girl, or she was then, and she opened a pack of Christmas cards that her mum had bought her to write messages to her friends, and as she's working her way through them, one of them already has a message. Somebody's written in it. This is what they wrote. We are foreign prisoners in Shanghai, Qingpu Prison, China, forced to work against our will. Please help us and notify human rights organisation. There's a desperate cry. In a sense, at Christmas, that cry for help. And it's the same desperation, that same sense of, you know, you put uh, these prisoners slipped it into a pack, no certainty about was anybody going to read it, was anybody going to do anything about it. This is where Mary's at, this is where everybody is at before death. Let's hear Jesus Very striking response. Verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. This is at a funeral. All right. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. These are stunning claims. Firstly, he's saying, I have the power to raise the dead, which he talks a bit more in verse 25. If you read it with me, he says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. He's promising life after death. But not just that. He's promising something extraordinary. He is saying, when I raise you back to life, you will never, ever die again. Verse 26, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. You could almost add in brackets, again. This is eternal life. Today, tomorrow, forever. That's what Jesus is claiming when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? That's Jesus' question to Martha. But it's also his question to every single one of us today. Do you believe this? I I don't mean just, oh yeah, I've been around church long enough, yeah, I know about that. 
Jesus wants us to be thinking, do I really believe this? Is this my hope in life? Jesus goes then to the tomb of Lazarus. He weeps, as we know. But that's not all he does. He calls for the entry stone over the tomb to be moved away. I love the reaction, firstly, of Martha. But Lord, by this time there's a bad odour, for he has been there four days. Jesus doesn't respond. He just calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And I can just imagine the dead silence at this point. Everyone's looking at Jesus going, has he just lost it in grief? Is he a complete lunatic? Then we come to verse 44. The dead man came out. His hands and his feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Turns out he's not a liar or a lunatic. He is the Lord of life and death. Let me read in verse 44. The dead man came out. Oh, sorry. Then Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. He doesn't need those clothes any longer. His hope is found in Jesus defeating death. Because he is the resurrection and the life. But not just for Lazarus. But for all of us. Jesus is offering Life-giving hope. Life-giving hope. Because you see, three days after his own death, Jesus rose from the dead. It wasn't just, oh yeah, he brought Jesus back to life, who would, you know, in a sense, later on die again. No, what we see there from John 20 is something completely extraordinary. In Jesus' resurrection, we have life-giving hope. As we read in verse 6 of chapter 20, um, you follow that along in the reading, when Peter and John, they've raced there on the word of Mary, they get there, the tomb, they see it entry, and then they stand there, and Peter, we saw, saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying there in its place, separate from the linen. There's no Jesus walking out. No, no, no. He's just gone. But to show that he has not just become a ghost, that he actually has real life, he then appears to his disciples, doesn't he? And he ate with them because he's no Casper the ghost. He is real. He has an eternal body. And that's the Jesus who says to you and I, I am the resurrection And the life, eternal life. He defeated death for us who believe that he is our resurrection and life. This is is what's so great about our church vision verse from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 to 5. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, what did he do? He made us alive with Christ. 
Even when we were dead in transgressions, we were dead. But in Jesus, we are alive with Christ forever and ever. It is by grace that you and I have been saved. Isn't that the best news ever? Being alive with Christ is what gives us hope in this life. Because knowing that death has been defeated, we can actually have peace. Peace in this life. It's not just, oh, we'll have this wonderful peace in heaven. No, we have peace now, even in the face of death. What does that peace look like? Well, ever seen a kid sleep? I'm sure you have. They will sleep anywhere, whether it's face planting into some Lego or maybe stuck on the toilet. But, but uh, let's go to the next one, Tim. This is the kind of peace we're talking about. The peace of a baby has no concerns whatsoever. Don't we want that? Wouldn't we long for just a sense of that peace? Well, we can. And we do when we're alive with Christ. Because what we're talking about here is being alive with Christ is life-changing hope. It changes our lives now. It's not just, oh, great, I got my ticket into heaven. No, it's life-changing hope today. Because heaven is our home, we're just renting here. That's what we need to know. Heaven is our true home. That's where we will find that peace, even in the face of death, when we understand that we're just renting here. I mean, if you rented a property, you know. You don't invest in it. You don't renovate it. You don't pour money into it as if it's yours. That's a waste. And doing so and pretending that it's yours, that's just fake. We don't want to live a fake life like Nigel. Uh, Nigel is a garnet bird. They're an endangered species. And in New Zealand, they set up an island to try and attract garnet birds so that they, you know, be free from predators and all that kind of stuff. So what the rangers did was they put 80 concrete decoy birds, all lovely painted, on the island to try and attract them and to keep them safe. Only one turned up. Hence the name Nigel. <laughs> For five years, he lived there. But not just lived there, he built a nest. For one of the birds, the concrete birds, the one just behind there. Yeah, he groomed it every day. For five years, that is a fake life. It's not real. And we need to make sure that we're not doing that. We are alive with Christ. That's life-changing hope. Today, tomorrow, and for eternity. We need to be investing our time, our talents, and our treasure in the one place that will last, and that is heaven. Heaven is our home. We're just renting here. So what that means is we've got to make the most of the time that we have. 
Make the most of every year. Make the most of every month, week, day, minute. 1,440 minutes a day. We've got to make the most of them. I, uh, I love the, the idea of the crocodile chasing hook in Peter Pan. Can anybody tell me what the crocodile got in its guts? A clock. Ever thought about why? I mean, it's funny to see the crocodile chasing hook as he runs along the water, but why? It symbolises time and death and the end chasing after him. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. Time ticking down. Time getting shorter. It seems, as I get older, to go faster. I thought this would happen to me when I got really old, but it's already started, and it started a number of years ago, that I'm feeling every year just feels to be going faster and faster. And some of you will know that the end is getting closer. But it's not too late. It's never too late to start being alive with Christ and letting that change and shape your life. It's also never too early. So I want to speak to these younger people who have no thought of life going too fast. Um, It's never too early to start being alive with Christ. Make sure you're not living a fake life, but you're investing in heaven. And being alive with Christ and truly living. And for those of us who are alive with Christ, God is speaking to us today. He's reminding us about the hope that we have in Jesus. And so as we come to a new year, 2022 will have its ups and downs, just like all the years before. We will face difficulties and each of us will even face death in different ways. But we do it with hope. Because Jesus has defeated death. Jesus is life-giving hope for us. This is the life that we have in our, our vision We are alive with Christ in our homes and in the highlands, in all of our gatherings like this morning, even the kids over the road, and as we take the gospel to the world so God's grace is made known and his kingdom is grown. That's what it is to be alive with Christ. It's real. It makes a real difference in our lives. And I hope and I pray it will make a difference in our lives this year. In fact, as we think about 2020 and and each year with our vision, you might recall when we've talked about it before, I've said it's both a vision for our church, yes, but also for our personal lives, for every single one of us to have a vision and a way to keep walking and being alive with Christ. And so I'm going to ask you, as I said I would, how are you going to be alive with Christ in 2022? You might say, how am I going to be more alive with Christ? I want us to be thinking about each part of our purposes to actually start thinking through what is going to be the step that I will take 
What's one step, the next step, in helping me to know Christ more, to put down more roots, to grow more like Christ with others, to connect with Christ by connecting with others, to serve Christ? What's, how can I serve Christ, whether that be in new ways, to be growing in the areas that you're already serving. What's the next step? What's the goal? And finally, how can I share Christ in 2022? Just think about one way, one step. That's all. For each one. I'm actually going to give you some time in a moment to start thinking about this so that another year doesn't just roll on but that we actually stop and live out our hope. We actually be alive with Christ in 2022 and to pray about that because we can live a life of hope because God has the power to raise the dead and to make us alive with Christ today, tomorrow and for eternity. How will you be alive with Christ in 2022? I'm going to pray and then I'm going to give you a minute to start writing some stuff down on the sermon outline or maybe put it in your phone so you don't leave it behind. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank and praise you for defeating death so we could be alive with you. We ask that you would lead each of us to see how we can be more alive with Christ this year. Come to know him more, grow more like him, connect with Christ as we connect with each other, to serve Christ, know the joy of partnering and to share Christ, to offer that life, that hope to others. We pray that you would work powerfully in us so that you are glorified and that others will see the hope that we have because we're alive forever with Christ. Amen. Take a moment now, a minute, to start thinking, writing, typing and praying. Go for it.